Welcome to the Mama Project Podcast, where we discuss all things pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood, parenting, and beyond. I am your host, Christine Zifra, a mom to an incredible baby girl, two fur babies, and married to the most amazing man and life partner. I am an entrepreneur, former gym owner, lifelong athlete, and career fitness professional. I am a lover of all things fitness, especially strength training and triathlons. Mama Project is a coaching platform where I provide other moms unique strategies to improve both their physical and mental health during seasons of pregnancy and postpartum. The goal of this podcast is to supply you with tools and resources to guide you wherever you're at in your journey, offer inspirational stories from myself and guests, ultimately educating and entertaining you along the way. If you are a mom currently pregnant or recently postpartum, this podcast is for you. I would love it if you subscribed so that you can get updated when a new episode is released. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama Project Podcast. I am your host, Christine Zifra, and today's topic, Vagina Boot Camp, how I am healing my pelvic floor after severe tearing and a prolapse diagnosis. So for those of you who don't know me or don't know my story, I am going to link in the show notes a YouTube video that I recorded for both my birth story and my postpartum experience so that if you want a little bit of a deeper dive on what I went through, you can go and watch those in more detail. But I will give you a very short version of my overall birth and labor experience. So had a wonderful pregnancy, worked out the entire time. I really wanted to try to go all natural with my labor and delivery. I didn't want to get induced or anything like that. And I did go into labor naturally on my own um, on the morning of December 8th but had a very, very long labor. So 30 hours later, my daughter came. So I ended up getting an epidural at 21 hours of labor after I just was not progressing as fast as I wanted to. And honestly, the pushing aspect of my delivery experience was not terrible. I only pushed for 15 minutes, but it was the way that my daughter came out, which caused a ton of my birth injuries. So as she was coming out, her arms were up by her face. And so her head came out first and then her arm just kind of flung out and it scraped my cervix on the way out. So I suffered a four centimeter cervical tear, which I had never heard of before in my life. I suffered a grade two perineal tear, which are very common. And I actually suffered a little bit of a labial tear. So my initial postpartum was really, really tough. And I will put a little caveat in here that no matter your birth experience, whether it was vaginal or C-section, if you tore or not tore, like your body deserves the time to heal and recover from birth. You know, my circumstances obviously were different in that I, I really had to take it easy because I had such significant injuries, but I would say that you should take at least two weeks to just really do nothing and let your body heal. Because if you've given birth before, you know that one of the things that happens immediately is that you bleed a lot. 
And part of the reason is because when you deliver the placenta, the placenta leaves a dinner-sized plate scab inside your uterus, and therefore that's what where a lot of the bleeding comes from. So if you had an exposed scab that was that big, you would definitely be taking it easy, right? So initially upon getting home, you know, it was it was tough for me. Like I'm not going to lie. Like we had the bassinet on Matt's side of the bed so that he could, you know, get the baby for me and and bring her to me cuz, you know, my abs were basically like non-functional at all. And my core was just so weak as I'm sure you know, if you've experienced childbirth, you know, our, our abs have to stretch to accommodate a growing baby. So we all end up with diastasis recti in pregnancy, which is the separation of the abdominal muscles in order to grow your baby. And so these muscles become super stretched and there's lots of tension on them when there's a baby in there, but then you deliver the baby and everything just kind of deflates. So you're really supposed to take it easy those first six weeks, right? You don't get cleared until six weeks. Um, there's definitely things that you can do to accelerate your recovery and rehab process. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. This is exactly what I did when I got home from the hospital. So when I got home from the hospital, the first two weeks, pretty much all I did was breathing exercises. And I would literally do them in bed, maybe like five to 10 minutes every day, just sitting there and reconnecting my pelvic floor to my core and doing like a slight pelvic floor contraction or like a Kegel, right? But, you know, attempting to contract and relax the muscles, okay? So did that for the first two weeks. And, you know, after the first two weeks, I definitely was feeling a lot of heaviness in my pelvic floor, like bulging, you know, like that tampon falling out issue. And, you know, friends of mine have told me, you know, that that's normal and, you know, tissues still have to heal and things like that. But I just did not feel good at all. Um, at the three week mark is when I did start hemorrhaging at home and I lost a lot of blood and I'm not, you know, telling this to scare anybody, but I had placental, um, remnants left inside my uterus. So I had to have a emergency DNC to go in there and clean everything out. Um, and then after that, I was definitely feeling a lot better. And I felt like my recovery started to accelerate after that. That was definitely a very scary experience. I never knew something like that was possible, but it definitely is because <laughs> it happened to me. So around four weeks postpartum, was when I finally got out for a walk. And it was hard not to compare myself to friends and family of mine who, you know, were going out for walks at two weeks postpartum. Like there was no way at two weeks I felt ready to walk around the block, let alone get up and make myself a meal. I was still being waited on hand and foot by my husband and my mom and my mother-in-law. So thank God I had all of that support at the beginning. So at four weeks, my mother-in-law and I went for our first walk and I only made it 10 minutes. There's a park right by my house and there's, you know, a path around a pond. I literally made it like one loop around the path and that was it. And I just, I felt awful. Like I felt so defeated and like, how am I only, I can't even walk for 10 minutes. Like I was just, you know, someone who's so physically active being that 
you know, dependent on other people and that, you know, injured just was, it was debilitating, but I kept thinking like, okay, this is temporary. Like your body's going to heal. You just need more time. Like you just had a baby four weeks ago. So just, you know, take a breath and enjoy, you know, this time that you can just hanging out with your baby. And I really did. I will say like those first four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, I really enjoyed, you know, snuggling with her, tons of contact naps, you know, getting a breastfeeding routine going, getting used to, you know, lactating for the first time. And I had an oversupply, which was like, which was a huge blessing, but it was really hard to keep up with. So I had, you know, tons of milk to manage and store and freeze and, and all of that stuff. So at four weeks was when, along with the breath work that I was doing, I really started to initiate some movement. And I'm talking like very light movement, like bird dogs, fire hydrants, body weight bridges, things like that. So I would use the breath work strategy that I was already doing and start applying it to some movement. And that felt really good, but it also felt really slow. <laughs> so, but I was okay with it. I was like, I just feel great to be moving again. So my goal was to do like two to three days of like those light movements and then two to three days of like a light walk along with my, you know, breathing exercises. So at that six week mark, I met with my OB for my six week checkup and I did not get cleared. Like most women get cleared to have intercourse and start exercising. And I did not. I still had a fair amount of healing to do, especially with my cervical tear. And so she said, I still want you taking it easy and you can start pelvic physical therapy, but nothing internal. So no intercourse. And so I asked her like, can I exercise? And she said, you can exercise, but very light and like nothing over 20 pounds, which is funny because my baby and car seat were already over 20 pounds. So alas, I definitely utilize the knowledge that I have from multiple pregnancy and postpartum certifications. And I basically was still utilizing the principles of progressive overload, right? Like as things started feeling better, I would overload with either more volume, meaning like more training days or a little bit more load, like weights or resistance. And so after six weeks is when I started doing workouts at the gym, at Fit Project, and still wasn't swimming, so that was a bummer. But for the next six weeks, I just really started to do, you know, do those movement patterns, you know, the primal movement patterns like squatting, hinging, carrying. So I would implement some carries. I started doing pushing motion, so I started doing push-ups at this time bent over rows, things like that. I, I don't think I started pull-ups yet. I think those were around 12 weeks. But anyways, and I was really cognizant of how my core felt during every exercise that I was doing. And so again, for the next six weeks, like from week six to week 12, just started kind of getting back into a strength training routine based on my knowledge of my of pregnancy and postpartum. And so at week 12, so now we're at, you know, beginning of March, 
I had a, another follow-up visit with my OB and she did an internal assessment and she was pretty much floored by how I had healed. And she looked at me like, how did you do that? <laughs> she's like, I, she's like, you blew out your vagina. Like I have, I was scared for you. She said, the doctor that did your emergency DNC came up to me after and was like, oh my God, her vagina looks like a war zone. And I was like, well, I was like, I basically didn't listen to you. And you said not to exercise and I've been exercising. I'm like very light, but like I've been doing, you know, the exercises that I know through my training that would help me heal. And I healed myself. (laughs) And I also was doing pelvic floor physical therapy while we weren't doing any internal work. There was definitely lots of external work to be done. And I was still feeling a lot of pelvic heaviness at this point at 12 weeks postpartum. And so I asked her if I had a bladder prolapse and she said that my bladder looked okay, that it was in the right position, but I still wasn't like a hundred percent confident in that response. So I did see my physical therapist a couple days later and she did an internal assessment and she confirmed that I had a grade one bladder and rectal prolapse And I knew something was off because like I could like visibly see that like, you know, stuff looked different down there. And if you're listening to this, if you're pregnant, I would definitely look at your situation down there just so that you can like see if something's off after. And like all the women that I've talked to have said like your vagina never looks the same after you give birth. And like, I totally get that. But I think, I think it's good to have knowledge of like what you're normal is pre pre babies down there. So once I got cleared at 12 weeks, I started swimming, which felt so amazing. My daughter and I joined a local gym that has childcare so that I could get in the pool. I was still doing strength training at um, the gym at Fit Project and started doing a specific, you know, postpartum progressive overload program at this point at around 12 weeks postpartum, I still wasn't, I didn't even feel like I was physically ready to run yet. I did try biking though, and that felt great while I was doing it, but then not so great after I kind of regressed. So at this point, it was really me managing these prolapse symptoms. And so for those of you who don't know what prolapse is, because it's amazing to me how many women I've told that I have prolapse and they don't know what it is. So prolapse is when your pelvic organs start to descend um, like out the vaginal canal and there's different stages or grades. So zero is like nothing normal. Grade one is like, you know, just a little bit of prolapse. Grade two is like a centimeter away from the opening. Grade three is, you know, a centimeter outside the opening. And then grade four is all the way out, like needs surgical repair. So most women, I've actually seen seen a statistic that says 90% of women who give birth will have a grade one prolapse. And now most grade one prolapses are asymptomatic. But I think mine at this point has been symptomatic because I'm still pretty fresh 
from labor and delivery. And so I had to figure out pretty fast what makes my symptoms worse, what makes them better. And I've come to find out that exercising definitely makes them better. So I have to keep exercising, especially strength training. What makes them worse is being constipated. So sorry if this is TMI, but you know, straining to go to the bathroom is not good for your pelvic floor. And so making sure that you have adequate amount of fiber and making sure that you're drinking enough water so that you can pass stool easier, it should be like soft serve, (laughs) um, has definitely been better for my pelvic floor. I also did get my period for the first time at the beginning of April. So that was super fun. And not really expected because I'm still pretty much exclusively nursing and they tell you that you can't get your period while you're nursing. And they lied because I got my period for the first time at the beginning of April. And so um, the biggest thing I have been struggling with has definitely been my prolapse symptoms and my feelings of heaviness down there, feeling like a tampon is falling out. So I have starting with working with coaches who have, you know, had prolapse themselves. And I just have needed someone to talk to about this because I don't know anybody personally, any friends or close family that have dealt with this, Um, especially, you know, other athletes, because this is just not something that I've navigated before. So I'm very blessed and fortunate that I am a part of the pregnant and postpartum athleticism community. That is one of the certifications that I got last year. Brianna Battles is the founder and creator of this certification, and she's just created such an amazing community. And I've found other coaches in there that I can relate to and that I can talk to about what I'm dealing with and that I've actually started to work with. And that has been like huge for not only like my physical health, but like my mental health as well, just to be able to have somebody who like gets it, who's experienced it, not only, you know, as a mom, but as like an athlete who wants to not only function, but perform. Don't get me wrong. I am so grateful and fortunate that I'm just able to function again like a normal human being and take care of my daughter because those initial four to six weeks postpartum, like I couldn't even take care of my daughter, let alone myself. Like I couldn't even stand long enough to change her diaper or change her outfit. I pretty much could feed her and take naps with her. And like, that was it. And that was, it was amazing. It was awesome. But it was also like very defeating. Like I couldn't be a mom because I just couldn't take care of her. But now looking back at it, I realized it was such a short amount of time that my body really needed to heal because of the injuries that I sustained from, you know, that birth trauma. And so I am going to kind of announce something, um, something that I'm working towards. And this isn't something that I thought I was going to do this year, but I don't know, God works in mysterious ways. And I feel like, I feel like he's kind of making me prove to myself that like, no, this wasn't the plan, but the plan can change. It could be, and it could be even better than, 
you thought or imagined it. So before I got pregnant with my daughter, I signed up to do a half Ironman in September in Madison, Wisconsin. My husband and I did our first full Ironman there back in 2015. And so I signed up for it being like, okay, it's nine months postpartum. I think I'll be, you know, I think I'll be good by then. And now I'm like, you're an asshole (laughs) because you just had, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't expect that this would have happened to me that I, that I would barely be running by now. I'm 24 weeks postpartum and just started running like this past week. So over the weekend, last weekend, I emailed Ironman that I wanted to defer my race to 2024. And they told me that I couldn't do that, that I had to still do a race in 2023. Um, So I was like, all right, well, crap. Okay. Let's see what other races there are in 2023. And let me see if I can make this possible. So The latest possible race I could do in 2023 that is still in this country, because, you know, Ironmans are all over the world. It's December 10th in Florida. And Evelyn's birthday is December 9th. So I talked to my husband and we were both like, that could be really cool. That could be like a great celebration, like not only of her first birthday, but then me celebrating, you know, being one year postpartum by doing a half Ironman. So, and I realize where I'm at physically and how I'm just starting to run and managing these prolapse symptoms. But I've found coaches that are very supportive and get it, especially the athlete brain. <laughs> and I am working with a coach who is going to help me ease back into running and basically come up with a good plan from now until September to ease me back into running. I want to get to, I'd love to get to like five, six miles comfortably. And then around mid-September is when I would start officially training for this half Ironman in December. And I ha- we have a good game plan and I'm still strength training because that is a huge component of recovery you know, for every postpartum woman, I don't care if you're a runner or a cyclist or a swimmer, like you need to be strength training to heal and recover postpartum. So that is where I'm at. And I'm very, I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm kind of nervous because this is like, you know, a new, a new normal, but like Brianna Battles says in her certification and her content that, you know, athleticism doesn't end when motherhood begins. And I wholeheartedly believe that. And, you know, things aren't the same, right? Like my body is not the same and things don't feel the same. And it could be different, but different doesn't have to be worse. Different could actually be better. And I definitely think that different is going to be better for me going forward, because now I have this amazing little daughter that I get to experience all of all of this with, and I get to bring her to my races and, you know, have her as my little cheerleader and just show her what it's like to be, you know, strong. I want her to see her mom as, as someone who is strong and doesn't give up on her goals and doesn't give up on her dreams. Like just because she's a mom now, she can have both. She doesn't have to choose between, 
you know, being an athlete and being a business owner and being a mom, like she can have all of it and she can do it all. And that's what I want to show my daughter is that she can do it all. And I just want to lead by, you know, setting a good example for her. As she grows up, I want her to see exercising as something to make her strong, not to make her something less. And that's going to be a topic for my next solo episode is about, you know, raising daughters and teaching them to be more and want to take up more space. And so I really appreciate you listening to today's episode. And I hope that you follow me on Instagram at christine.adelfit. You can, you know, keep tabs on me on my postpartum journey and training for my upcoming half Ironman in December. So I'm very excited and just excited and anticipating all that lies ahead in my journey. And if you are someone who is pregnant or you're initially postpartum, just know that give your body time, you know, and that is, that is something that's friends have continually told me and colleagues and now being six months postpartum, I'm finally starting to feel like more of myself in the gym and it feels really good to have a goal that I'm working towards and yeah, that's where I'm at. And I look forward to you listening to another episode of the Mama Project podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and we will see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Mama Project podcast. If you'd like to see more from me, head over to Instagram and follow at christine.adele.fit. You can also check out my Mama Project channel on YouTube. If you'd like more information on any of my coaching programs, I'll include my contact info in the show notes so we can connect. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss out when a new episode is released. See you next time.